Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. But the next six of the Ten Commandments show us how we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And if there is any commandment that has been taken so out of context over the last two years, sadly by evangelicals themselves, it is that commandment, the golden rule, the second greatest commandment, that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Yes, that is true. We should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. But love is not defined by us. We don't get to decide what is loving to our neighbor. God decides what is loving to our neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. (laughs) What is love according to God? According to his standard? According to his truth? Well, the Ten Commandments flesh that out. Commandment number five through ten. So what does it look like to love your neighbor as yourself? Well, the Sixth Commandment says that we should not murder. And if we boil that down to the the bedrock of that commandment, the general equity, we could say stated not in the negative but in the positive, thou shalt not murder, could be said, thou shalt not do any harm, physical harm to his neighbor. Great. That's one out of six. The ninth commandment is thou shalt not bear false witness, which means that you don't don't do foolish things and deceptive things that send your neighbor into a panic and anxiety, like uprooting entire economies and families for a virus that kills less than 1%, and I would argue far less, of the population. That's not loving your neighbor. That's lying to your neighbor. Thou shalt not bear false witness. So yes, I don't want to inadvertently kill my neighbor. I also don't want to intentionally lie to my neighbor. So, to love our neighbor as ourselves, I would say there are at least three primary elements. Number one, I need to love my neighbor as defined by God's definition of love. I cannot truncate love into one commandment when I've been given at least six. So I need to love my neighbor with all of biblical love for neighbor. Number two, I need to love all of my neighbors. I cannot just love my elderly neighbor, but in a way that causes my younger neighbor to be unemployed and unable to feed his wife and children. I can't love one neighbor at the expense of my other neighbors. So I need to to implement all of biblical love for neighbor. In so doing, I need to seek to love all of my neighbors. And lastly, I need to love all of each of my individual neighbors. Meaning I can't seek to simply love my neighbor's body at the expense of loving my neighbor's soul. The scripture is clear in Hebrews chapter 10, especially when cross-referenced with Hebrews chapter 3. 
that the Lord's Day gathering of the saints is one of the chief defenses that we have against falling away from the living God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, it says that we should seek earnestly to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting the gathering as some have done, but all the more, all the more eager and diligent, gathering together on the first day of the week as we see the day approaching. And what we could say exegetically with those two verses is this. We could say that one of our primary commands is to stir one another up to love and good works, and the primary context for obeying that command is church, physical gathering church. Online church, there's another word for that, not church. So going to church is one of the ways that we stir one another up to love and good works. But if we take that, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, and cross-reference it with Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3 says that we should stir one another up to love and good works because if we don't, is the implication of the text, that brothers, there might be found in you an evil, unbelieving heart that would cause you to fall away from the living God. So if we take all of this together, exegetically, we can say this. There are some who belong to the visible church who in the end will fall away from the living God, meaning that they were not truly saved, that they will go to hell, that they will commit apostasy, they will fall away from the living God because they had an evil heart, and an evil heart is precisely an unbelieving heart. And what do we do in order to seek to avoid that tragedy? We hold one another accountable. We stir one another up. We charge one another and address one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And what's the chief context, the place where this occurs? The gathering of the saints on the Lord's day. In short, by avoiding the Lord's day gathering, we sought to protect the body, but we jeopardized the soul. And Christians did this. Christians who claim to believe that people are not mere flesh bags walking around on two legs, but that we actually have an eternal soul that will either, either be separated for, from God forever or will dwell with him. And Christians who make that claim, they said, well, at the end of the day, this physical life matters more than the life to come. And they would never verbally say that, but they didn't have to because they said it again and again and again for the last two years by their actions. And their actions speak louder than their words. And so my point is this. When it comes to loving my neighbor as I love myself, I, I can't boil down love to simply one avenue. I need to implement all of love and what God says about love, how God defines love. Not hurting my neighbor, but also not lying to my neighbor. Not coveting what my neighbor has been given. Honoring my neighbor. Having fidelity and faithfulness in my love. Not an adulterous love for my neighbor. Not stealing from my neighbor, which includes voting for certain policies in the civil realm that are civil theft. That is not loving your neighbor. 
So if I'm to love my neighbor as I love myself, I must employ all the elements of biblical love, so all of love for my neighbor, and all of biblical love for all of my neighbors, not some neighbors at the expense of other neighbors, and all of biblical love for all of my neighbors and every part of my neighbor, both his body and his soul. That's the commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. And 99% of evangelical churches don't have a clue. They're wrong. And what I just did is simple. That is simple theology. So it is not as though these pastors were confused. They lied. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.